This is Leisha Holmes of Key Recruitment and welcome to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And for those who are joining us over on YouTube, I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome today, Sean Radnes, who is the owner of Progress Talent Solutions and also hosts his own podcast, which is Tech Journey Podcast. Welcome to you today, Sean. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me come on. You're very welcome. And I'm sure it might feel a little bit unusual given you host your podcast now that you're on the other side of the desk, so to speak. You're going to get us Yeah. To be fair, it's better being on this side. You've got all the pressure on you to keep me talking. No pressure. Come on, we've known each other for years. We're not going to have any pressure at all. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this topic today because, um, and, and on, I know you're going to introduce it, but for those who aren't familiar with who you are and aren't following you yet, which we want them to start following your podcast, we'll make sure the links are on here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your business, first of all. Um, okay, so I'm Sean, um, director, one of two directors at Progress Talent. Um, Progress Talent are an IT-specific recruitment company. Um, started at the beginning of 2019, um, and we we operate a community-driven recruitment model. So it's very much about the, the the overall idea is bringing the technology community into our business um, to ultimately and not to sound like a salesman, but try and change the perception of IT recruitment. Mm. Um, obviously, the industry's got a very, very, yeah, well, very, very is a strong word. It's got a, it's got a tough reputation. Um, and we're creating a model that's going to ultimately bring more value to the market than just recruitment itself. Mm. So how does that work? How, I mean, you, you've got your podcast, but talk to me about how the community actually works. Um, so I feel like I might be giving too many things away, but... Um, Only what you can share. Yeah, yeah. So what I would say is um, we kind of decided that, or we realised that as a recruitment business or even an established recruitment consultant, we know more IT professionals within the IT industry than the IT professionals that we actually deal with. Mm. Um, and one of the biggest things that always comes up when you're speaking to a business, taking a job description, trying to understand the company vacancies, that kind of thing is, you talk about the challenges that the company are having, the projects that they're delivering, the challenges that they're having with those projects. Mm. And what we realized is with that, there's a common theme. Um, and the theme is very much two businesses can be going through the same challenges. One might have already completed those challenges and others going through that journey. So we decided that we were going to create a recruitment model or a business model that as long alongside kind of delivering talent, will also div deliver content and solutions on those challenges that businesses are facing. Wow. So if you imagine you've got one company moving away from on-premise data solutions to cloud. Um, we might be working or have worked with a company that have been doing a similar thing. So by getting the two managers together or the, the kind of lead tech guys via virtual events and things like that, discussing the problems and solutions, we were helping people with recruitment, but also at the same time, helping them speed up delivery and the quality of work that they're doing. Um, and we started, we started doing that and the feedback was just sensational. We were establishing stronger relationships with our customers. Um, we've got people sharing knowledge between each other. And then off the back of that, we started, we span it into a community, um, which I won't give too much away about. Yeah. Um, 
you've already shared an awful lot it's wonderful collaboration and i imagine that the clients that go through that feel that you know any business owner or, or manager or director you think it's just you going through it and to find that there's other people that have you know learning and sharing your experiences you know you can champion each other even if you're working in direct competition with each other so i think it's wonderful that you've set yourself apart and, and i know that you're not saying that there are transactional tech recruiters out there but you're doing something different truly different yeah we we wanted to do something different um and the the question when we started the business was how can we build a business that will be respected within yeah. technology recruitment mm-hmm. as opposed to a business that not saying that this is all companies but how do you build a business that will be respected within the industry and not a company that people are just pushing away unless they have a live vacancy that they need to fill right there and then so how do you how do you build relationships before a company's actually looking to recruit is the big one as well yeah it's understanding then going under the bonnet so to speak and understanding the nitty-gritty and yeah 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 that's brilliant. Well, remarkable and an absolute, to me, a benchmark of how recruiters should be operating. So, but that's not why I've invited you on today, apart from the fact that I think it's a great journey and you've obviously, you know, experienced an awful lot this year through COVID. But I wanted to invite you on today because we're both working parents and <sighs> I think it's so many posts get shared, you know, so many um, advice and tips and, and blogs and that kind of thing get shared, but it's always very centered around working mums. And I'm saying that as a working mum myself and you're a working dad. And I think we wanted to talk today about how it's been this year, particularly with COVID. And um, so tell us a little bit about your family situation. How, how have things been for you as a parent this year? Um, it's not been too bad, to be honest with you, this year, just because I purposely find balance um, and very good balance I mean this year it was tricky doing the job working from home um, the times that we have had to work from home especially when the when the kids weren't at school that was difficult and cracking on with the home learning and completing kind of school work from home while you're also trying to navigate a business through biggest crisis that I've ever seen yeah um that that was tough and it was really stressful um but like we've discussed previously we purposely made sure that we had good balance going through that so it wasn't a case of everybody needs to be hands on deck 7 a.m to to 8 p.m we were very much telling everyone in the business just don't burn yourself out if the sun's shining outside and you've got the kids at home if you've not got anything pressing go and spend some time with them in the garden um and just kind of deal with your important tasks it's all about prioritizing your workload and if if you've not got anything that's too pressing right there and then and the sun's out and the pool's out in the garden and the missus is having a glass of wine go and join her and have a couple of beers and make sure you kind of enjoy this time because at the end of the day this isn't hopefully never going to happen again and you're never ever going to get to spend as much time with your family um as what you will have been able to do in 2020 um and then to make sure that we were still keeping the business where it needed to be like we discussed again previously um we focus very much on looking at all of our existing customers finding out if there's anything we could help them with whether it be recruitment or not recruitment um and then anything that they could let us help with on the recruitment side that we wouldn't usually cover um so we ended up helping businesses with loads of things outside of it um 
like compliance roles and just back office positions and yeah. that that really helped us as well which was good no that absolutely so just to give some sort of context how old are your children uh, i've got a little boy who's six and a girl who's 13 right so you've got one in secondary and one in primary school so i think yeah. we can split this into advice for recruitment leaders and then rec- advice for those who are the, the billing consultants so to speak so for other fellow recruitment owners or leaders or managers who are who are listening to this <coughs> as a dad as, as a working dad how do you ensure people still deliver if you've got to then go and like you say do a bit of homeschooling how do you ensure you don't take your, your eye off the ball and you don't burn out because i think that's that's been the, a lot of feedback this year that, that people haven't had time off. They've literally not taken any time off because yeah. they felt they have had to keep their business going. They've had to keep their division going, whatever it's been, but they've still got the kids there. And, and I think there's so much when we talked offline, off camera about, you know, the mental health and mental well-being of, of, of working parents, working dads, but also making sure your team members are, you know, safe. What you've just said there, you know, just, just be kind to yourself if you can see that the sun is shining and we know the forecast is going to change. Go and have half an hour. But how do you manage that? How do you ensure that people then don't take the piss and just go right? Well, I'm just I'll just suck it off for the rest of the day. Even if they, how do you know that people have haven't got pressing things to do? I think that comes down to the people that you employ. To be honest with you, um, so we've we've got an idea of the kind of culture that we're creating within our business so just to give you a bit of an idea of that we're we're calling we're creating what we call a responsible culture so we we don't want to be monitoring how many holidays somebody takes we don't want to be monitoring the hours that they work um but what we will do is when we have a sit down at the end of every month to review how that month's gone we'll be asking a question of do you think you made responsible decisions last month? That'll be the big question. So if you're coming to the end of the month and your activity has been really low and your customers are not getting a good quality service, was it a responsible decision to just ad hoc? Check-ins as well. Um, So one thing that we did during um, the whole working from home situation was we made, we had a video call, a group video call at nine o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock, and I think it was five o'clock. So nine o'clock would be talking about what have you got on today? What's your priority? Um, What's urgent? What's not urgent? What are you going to be focusing on? 12 o'clock would just be a catch-up at lunchtime. How's your day been going? Um, maybe a bit of chit-chat, not really around the recruitment itself. It was more just for kind of morale. Yeah. Um, and then the back end of the day, it'd be a wrap-up of the day. How's your day gone? What, what, did, you, what did you achieve? What did you hope to achieve, etc.? And it's just making sure that you've got that communication in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could sit down on a... We could sit down at 9 o'clock in the morning and somebody would be like, yeah, well, my day today looks like this. I've got probably this one thing that is urgent. I've got these that are not so urgent. This is where things are up to. Um, I might take a couple of hours and sit in the garden from two till four with kids and just kind of balance it out that way. And it's like, yeah, absolutely fine. Um, but then that comes to them making a responsible decision. Um, but then if they're looking at their calendar and saying, oh, well, I've got this, 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 this is all urgent, needs delivering, etc." I'm going to take the afternoon off. It'd be like, well, is that a responsible decision or an irresponsible decision? 
And it just comes from the kind of people. It comes back to the whole parenting thing as well. Um, one thing that we'll be looking for during the interview process is, are you capable of acting responsibly? Mm. Are you somebody who can make the right decision? Or are you someone that's just going to be kind of floating around doing bits and pieces? Yeah, I was going to ask you that, actually. You, you, you stole the question out of my mind because that's a brilliant value to measure people against. And how do you measure that in an interview process? Because yeah, yeah. it's a very empowered value and means that you're not almost, you're, you're passing the responsibility and the trust to them and accountability to them. And that's, I, I think that's the way it should be. You know, at the end of the day, we are adults, whether yeah. you're a 23 year old or a 53 year old, it doesn't matter. We're all adults and we should all take well, that, That's it. And the, the way that we looked at it when we were kind of putting all this together was, Nobody tells me what I was to work, how many holidays to take. Yeah. Nobody tells Scott what I was to take, etc. when he can take holidays, how many holidays he can take. But we know that we're responsible for getting into the business and making sure that we do what we need to do. Okay. So we want anybody else who joins the company to have the freedom to basically work like a, an entrepreneur. Yes. You, you come in, you do what you need to do. As long as you're acting responsibly and making the right decisions, you will have a very, very good time working here. Um, I mean, one, one of the benefits that I was massive about putting into the business, and it's still something that we're putting in place at the minute, it's not signed off properly, but is if somebody gets to a certain point within the business, they'll get a three-month sabbatical and a 10 grand bonus to spend during that sabbatical. If someone gets to another certain milestone, it's a 50 grand bonus and six months sabbatical. It's about, <laughs> but it's just about, it's about rewarding that responsible attitude. If you can act responsibly for a certain, and get to that point within the business, yeah. the most important thing, and especially as a parent, is work-life balance. Yeah, and one of the things that I've, one of the things that I find difficult is, making sure that I've got balance between work and life, but also having hobbies of my own as well. Good, yeah. Be because where, where do you fit that in? Do you know what I mean? Um, like I'm what are you fishing? What do you do? You fish, do you uh, fish? I fish, yeah. I do a lot of fishing. Um, I've, I've, I do a lot of hiking. Um, I like climbing mountains. Nice. Um, and I also train Mai Tai as well. Oh, wow. So like, yeah, so it's kind of... How do, you, how do you fit that into your schedule as well without neglecting either the business or being at home with your what, family? Do you literally schedule it in your t into your calendar? Yeah, so two, two, maybe three evenings a week, I'll go and train my time. Okay. Um, I'll go on a hike the last Saturday of every month. Okay. Um, and then fishing's just ad hoc. Yeah. If, I, if I can get, if I, but fishing, fishing for me isn't just a couple of hours. It's a 48 hour exercise. Um, yeah. So it's the, t the tents and everything rocking up, um, setting up and then leaving 48 hours later. It's just right. like a camp, camping trip really. So right. it's, how, how do you, how do you fit that into your schedule as well? That's the, uh, one of the tricky parts. Well, that's make time for yourself. And, and, and as a business owner, you should make time for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But on top of that as well, you've got the, um, I'm, I'm very big on personal developments, so love reading books, etc. cetera. So when, when do I choose to work on, when do I choose to read a book and get better at fishing against reading a book to develop the business? Or when do I read a book on learning new or watch videos on new Mai Tai techniques against videos on developing great webinars? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's all about balance. 
it is about balance. And I think there's a lot of takeaways there. And I think it's all about time management as a business owner. That yeah. you've got to make time to do those things, self-development, reading, watching pod, you know, watching YouTubes and tech talks and listening to podcasts and strategizing what you're gonna do, making sure you stuff are okay. And I, I genuinely think, although my, my business is small, I put everything into my calendar because then I make that time. There's no it, it feels very calm. So, you know, I just think there's a lot to be said for the way that you handle things. So for those who are listening who are employees uh, as opposed to business owners. What would your advice be as a dad to other working dads who maybe haven't had such a sympathetic business owner um, and who's maybe felt that they've had to sort of be a bit more bravado and not show that they actually have got responsibilities and balance? What would your advice be to them? So I think, first of all, everybody's different. Mm. Not every, I'm tuned in a way, and I think it's just from the way I've grown up, not having a father around and stuff like that. I think it's very much... Uh, everybody's different everybody looks at it in a different way if you're some people will be comfortable just do you know what coming in seeing the kids for 20 minutes putting them to bed and then seeing them on the weekend other people want to get back and make sure they're having tea so i'm not saying that it, there's a right way and wrong way to do it because definitely isn't um but i think like from my perspective i think if your employer doesn't appreciate work-life balance then and that's important to you, then you're with the wrong employer, to be honest with you. One of my biggest problems that I've had previously has been the kind of guilt that the employers put on you. Um, so I remember one year, like both kids had Christmas nativity plays in December, about three days apart. And I was like, I need the afternoon off because our Logan's got a nativity. Like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. If you have to. And then it was like, oh, well, uh, Holly's nativity's just come up. It's in three days. And, you know, you just, you can tell that they're really annoyed that you want to take some time off and go and see your kids do a Christmas nativity. And for me, that was a bit of a tipping point where it was just like, that's not the environment that I want to be in. Do you think, um, they, were, were you treated differently from a, um, if a mum had asked that? Or would it have been the same response? I, I think it would have been the same response. I think yeah. that's, um, like... Yeah, I, I think that there is a a universal thinking that the dad's the guy that should be out there grinding um, all hours of the day, and the mum should be the one that's home cooking the tea and stuff like that. But that's it's just not true. I mean, we have a good balance in our house. Everybody's got their own responsibilities, but I make sure I start. I try and start my day early in the morning. Mm. And I'll get all my admin and all the business stuff done, try and get it done before 8am so I can focus on the job itself between 8 and kind of, at the latest I'll ever finish is 7. Mm. I've, never, I've never got home when my kids have gone to bed. Mm. Refuse to do it, won't do it. Um, you want to be a present dad because of the experience you've gone through. Yeah. So, and, and like you said, there's no right or wrong here, <laughs> not judging, but it's about... No, definitely not. You know... It is, if you're sat there thinking, well, I haven't been supported and maybe I have been discriminated against because of my dad, you know, I think this year has shifted people's mindset that there is more to life. And it's probably, you know, if you've known people that have become ill through COVID or have, who've, you know, lost their job through COVID and they're suffering with mental health, you know, we, we need, there needs to be a lot more compassion around what makes somebody tick. And if you're, yeah. a, you know, got kids of whatever age, you probably wanted to spend more time with them. Maybe not actually, but you've probably yeah, yeah, yeah. It's each to each to their own. Like I'm saying, it's each to their own. 
Um, there, there'd be two points to that. So one would be there aren't many companies that don't see that as being important these days. Mm. So if you look at it from a perspective of burnout within recruitment, it is what I've been through. I've been burnt out a few times. I've been burnt out this year to a point where it's like, I don't even know if I can do this anymore. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've, I've been there and it's just like, I need to have a bit of a break. So what you, a recruiter is far less, so much, so much um, less productive when they're burnt out. So if you give somebody a good balance going through the year, doing that job, they're going to be, you give somebody five weeks off during the year, they're going to be far more productive than you give them for. Uh, and one of the best pieces of advice came from a director that I had in, um, in recruitment. He always said to me, stagger your holidays, have a week's holiday at the end of every quarter. Make sure that you're always working short sprints yeah. to a goal and a rest. Yeah. And I've always done that as well. So at the end of every quarter, I've got a holiday or a break booked, or even if it's just a week at home with the family, that's work. Right. I mean, that works out with half terms, doesn't it? I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I've always taken off holidays. People used to joke and say, you know, for 13 weeks of the year, I'm skeleton. I don't really do much. I, I have that time off with the kids. Maybe not so much now they're older. But I think that's brilliant advice. Because yeah, the best piece, best piece of advice I've been given that in recruitment. Yeah, it's good. It just stagger your holidays. Don't don't take two weeks in February, two weeks in April. Because by the time you get towards the back end of the year, you're just yeah. going to be absolutely fried. Work your, back, work your backside off for three months, take a week off. Work your backside off for three months, take a week off. Yeah, it's really good. Really good advice because it's so counterproductive to think, oh, I'll just go a stretch of six months and then have three weeks off. No, I totally agree with that point. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. What's your second point? Did you say you've got two points? Um, the other point was... I can't remember now. Can't remember what we were talking. Well, that was a very good one point. We like that one. <laughs> Are there any don'ts? Are there any things that you think that pet working dogs maybe shouldn't do, or that you would advise them to steer away from? Um, not really. I don't think there's too much on the don't side because, again, it just comes back to the individual themselves. Um, I, th- I think there's another big do actually, which okay. is. T- make sure you tie your family into your goals as well. So don't don't just think to yourself that right by the end of Q1, I want to build X and earn X. Make sure that you also build that into your family and they know what you're working towards as well. Mm-hmm. So let's say you you plan you wanted to take home X amount of money by the end of Q1. Make sure that you've you know what you're going to do with that money. And whether it's a little holiday or a little break, I mean, I've told my little lad, and it, it, only only because he's little, we're we're working to get a million pound, and as soon as we get a million pound, he can have a day off school, and we've got McDonald's. And he, he's, <laughs> he, he's he's made up with that, and he, he brings it up all the time. How, how close are we to that million? Oh, pound? that's so how funny. Yeah, and it, it just he, he appreciates then why you why you're doing you doing the work. Share what your why is. So that's, I mean, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But share what your why is, but also make sure that they are bought into that goal as well. Um, so that when you're working, you have to work a little bit later one evening um, or just things like that. It's, yeah, I'll be back a little bit later tonight. I'm trying to get us a bit closer to this that we're working towards together. Um, 
which I, I love doing. That, that works really well. Yeah, I think it's really healthy. And, you know, our, my kids, are, I know I've got one the same age as yours. I've got a 16 and a 13 year old and they've literally grown up around me running my own business around them. I've, I've, yeah. you know, before COVID, I've been doing it 15 years like this. And, you know, now as they're older and they're young adults, they see that that's been the advantage that everything around them I've provided for because I've worked. So whether it's been a holiday, you know, mum, can we go here next year? Yeah, great. So this is what it costs. You know, they understand costs. So actually... You don't necessarily need to shield your children from why you're doing things. So I think by sharing the why and get to understand their why, what's important to them. You know, maybe yeah. they go to McDonald's and have a day after school. That's so super cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it might be, you know, I really want to go to Alton Towers next year. Well, what do we need to do to get to that? And it's, you know, sharing goals. Goal setting for children, I think, is a huge thing to do. And it gives them yeah. some life skills. So I, I, I love, you've, we've got so many brilliant sound bites here, Sean. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we will make sure we share the links for your podcast. If anyone wants to, is that on Spotify and Apple? Yeah, Spotify, Apple um, and Amazon. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been a wonderful guest. As a new no worries. See you. Thank you.